to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to the celebration of victimhood. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and today is Monday, June 19th in the year 2023. Today, officially, it's supposed to be Juneteenth or something like that, which I have no idea what this is, other than some celebration of an emancipation and empowering the future with an African flag, which is actually an African Congress flag, which is, in other words, we are raising up the hatred for the white man on this very day and listening to the whinings and, and the pity, pityness and pity me stories of black America, how they've been suppressed by the white people and how they need reparations. That's basically what today is. But I'm not going to celebrate that. I'll talk about it, but I won't celebrate it. But I, what I will celebrate today, which I think is something worthy of celebrating, which is, interestingly, it's on the same day. But what I will celebrate today is this. This is the day in which on the 19th of June in 1952, the 10th Special Forces Group was founded under Colonel Aaron Bank. So there's something to dig into on today, something worthy. I like that one. It's a lot better. Speaks more to the American values in which we need to have. Patriots, one thing we do need to be aware of is keeping our immune system very strong. And that is a time right now with all these ridiculous stresses, environmental things in our world, chemtrails, which they say don't exist, which we watch the stuff being sprayed in the sky and all this other good thing. Keep your immune system strong with whole foods that God designed us to do, and that's a supplement built from Whole Foods, and it reads like a shopping list, easy to read, easy to understand because it's real, it's real stuff. It's called Field of Greens. Check it out. Patriots, our greatest health is achieved when we rely on God's bounty to support our whole body health. Field of Greens is a whole food supplement that empowers our mind, body, and spirit as we were designed. Each specific fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens has been medically chosen to support specific health functions like your heart, your liver, your kidney health, your immune system, and your metabolism. Field of Greens is organically sourced, manufactured in the United States, and the company is headquartered in Texas. It is a supplement designed to boost the full body-mind function using whole foods. Just read the ingredient label and you will see it reads like a grocery shopping list, not a lab experiment. Field of Greens is also the only brand with a better health promise. Start using and enjoying Field of Greens, and at your next doctor's visit, if your doctor doesn't say something like, wow, whatever you're doing, it's working, keep it up, return it for a full refund. If you keep your body healthy, your mind and spirit will follow. So get started today. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to get 15% off by going to fieldofgreens.com. That's fieldofgreens.com. And if you sign up for the monthly subscription, which you can suspend or cancel at any time, you will get an additional 10% off. 
That is a total of 25% off. Just go to fieldofgreens.com and use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. Again, that's fieldofgreens.com, promo code BARDS. Well, I'm just going to read to you an article here, an excerpt from an article today. In It was actually posted in Zero Hedge, but it comes from Thomas Lifeson of The American Thinker. And this is actually an extract from the Wall Street Journal. And what it says is, if there is a, if all this celebration were a balm to the anger and tensions, meaning today, June 9th, Juneteenth, it would be wonderful. But that doesn't seem to be the case. And then it goes on, the brilliant writer Shelby Steele had a lot to say about the current push for preparations and much more in the Wall Street Journal on Friday. And the quote is, the, the great society was a gigantic virtue signal. It was moral advertising when the times called for the hard work of adapting a long-oppressed people to the demands of the modern world. But an even greater barrier to black development turned out to be freedom itself. In the mid-60s, when the civil rights movement and Martin Luther King were staples on the evening news, we black Americans stepped into a vastly greater freedom than anything we had ever known. King's rhetoric, great God Almighty, were free at last, portrayed freedom as heaven. But freedom also had to have been had to have been scary. Oppression had been conditioned us to suppress our humanity, to settle ourselves into permanent subjugation, not the best preparation for a full life in freedom. I believe it was this collision with freedom, its intimidating burden of responsibility, its terror of the unknown, its risk of humiliation, the pressured black America, especially the young, into a terrible mistake. In segregation, we had longed for freedom grounded in democratic principles. In the 60s, we won that point. But then suddenly, with the ink still wet on the Civil Rights Act, a new voice of protest exploded onto the scene, a voice of race and color and activist, of activistic longing, black power. To accommodate, we shifted the overriding focus of racial protest in America from rights and laws to identity. Today, racial preferences preferences are used everywhere in American life. Identity is celebrated almost as profusely as freedom once was. If it all follows a simple formula, add a history of victimization to the identity of any group and you will have created entitlement. Today's black identity is a victim-focused identity designed to entitle blacks in American life. By the terms of this identity, we blacks might be called citizen victims or citizens with privileges. The obvious problem with this is that it baits us into a life of chasing down privileges like affirmative action. In broader America, this only makes us sufferers for want of privileges. Reparation can never be more than a dream of privilege. Profound words coming from a writer in the Wall Street Journal and on point. And I bring it up tonight because this is what everyone is being set up for right now. Juneteenth represents a success, a victory for the deep state over black America. It's a sad statement, but it's true. Juneteenth represents a point in time where where, where the ruling elite can celebrate the fact that black America now is caught with its tail in its mouth, the Ouroboros concept, and spinning around and around, always claiming that it's unjustly treated, 
that it needs and that it needs to be identified by race, that it needs to be identified as superior to another race, while the violence within its own community continues to increase and while the family structure within black within black America continues to be decimated. All of this is happening based on a promise of welfare state, which they called the Great Society. And all of this happened right at a critical moment. And if you read into what is being said here, it's very important to see what happened. At a critical moment, as they say, when the ink was still wet on the Civil Rights Act, and listen to these words, a new voice of protest exploded onto the scene. Where do you think that voice came from? The entire black culture got hijacked. They got hijacked and derailed, and most likely by the same people that are doing the same thing today with trans rights. It's all the same. It all goes back to the Jesuits. It goes back to the CIA. It goes back to the people in the FBI that have hijacked it and our media working in collusion to hijack an entire culture, turn them on themselves, and then turn them outward to hate everyone else and not accept responsibility for what has happened. This is, not a, this is not a criticism of black culture. It's a statement of what happens when you're not aware of what the state is doing to you. You cannot trust this government. That's the bottom line. I think that it's a tragedy. It's a massive tragedy what we have witnessed that they have done to black culture in this country. And it's, it continues to go on. They have played this race card from the very beginning and they have turned cultures on themselves, they meaning those in power, to constantly keep us at odds. I mean, let's keep in mind, this civil war was created by a handful of slave owners that used this idea of states' rights to defend their right to have slaves. And states' rights were at a core of this, there's no doubt, but there was the elites that pitted themselves against each other to, to create the, the illusion of the need to go to war while we, as the human beings of this, of this great country, slaughtered family to family, left bodies laying all over the ground. There was nothing about it. At the core end of the day, it had nothing to do with slavery. It had to do with destroying people and creating such deep blood wounds that we couldn't get over it. This is all they're doing again today. What they are continuing to do today is to perpetuate the blood, the blood cult, the blood contracts. The violence that goes on in Chicago is absolutely off the rails. And this is something that goes on every single day. And you can see it, as, as I mentioned before, there's a site, and this is literally the site's name. It's, it's, the title of the site is heyjackass.com, H-E-Y jackass.com. I mean, and we look at what's going on in Chicago, and it, it, it goes without even being reported. A person is shot every three hours and two minutes in Chicago. A person is murdered every 14 minutes and 11, 14 hours and 11 minutes in Chicago. Let that sink in. June to date, that's just 19 days into June. On the Juneteenth anniversary, there have been 37 people killed, 187 people wounded, 224 people shot, and 39 homicides total. Okay? This, this is the real. And in this is what they have continued to perpetuate. And 82% of the, of the race of victim of an assailant is 82% of those are black. That's in Chicago. This is right off of this site. And this is one of the best sites you will find on violence of any city in the, in the country. When you look at the cause of death, 92.4% are gunshot wounds or gunshots 
in a city that has the most draconian laws for gun control. You can see the game they're playing. And if you just step back and take a breath, and this is what everybody needs to do is take a step back and take a breath and realize what they're doing to everyone. They want the gun laws pulled back or heavily restricted, the the right to own guns. They want it taken away. They want to empower the criminals. They want to constantly and perpetually infuse racial division and division now by gender, by race, by, by religion, all of these things. They've identified the Christian white nationalist as a category of domestic terrorist. They are out to protect trans rights, which let's translate what that is. Women, you lose your rights when trans men step in wearing a skirt. So women now are seen as the problem. Trans men get a superior set of rights. They've just subject, they've taken the woman out of the picture. The whole objective is to go after the kids. So we see a pedophile class that's rising up that's maintaining its power by keeping people hating one another. I mean, there needs to be a serious leveling of understanding here. And a lot of this is there has to be some honest discussion about what these days like Juneteenth actually represent. They don't represent victory. They don't represent a new awareness of repression or emancipation. They represent the victory of the deep state over a particular race of people. Black America, in accepting Juneteenth and what it is, you have lost. And it's time to stop with the racial stuff. We're all in one body of Christ. We have to come together and we have to be honest about this. And absolutely so important that we start to realize that we are one body and we have to get past these divisions. These people are masters at doing this. The manipulation that they do is off the rails. I mean, and they're doing it all over the world. This isn't just limited to the United States. The problem is we have such a hard time in any form of news getting what's going on. But here's another headline today that's right in line with all of this nonsense. We are restricting freedom. This is the headline. We are restricting freedom for the common good. The Irish Green Party calls for limiting free speech. Like every communist leftist group, they need to isolate the ability for people to speak freely, but in order to protect everybody else. So the article reads, the Irish Green Party, this comes. This is authored by uh, Jonathan Turley. The Irish Green Party followed many of the left around the world, including our own Democrat Party this week, and came, to out, came out for censorship and speech controls. Indeed, the party went full Orwellian as the chairman, Pauline O'Reilly, called for restricting freedom to protect it. Anytime you put restriction and protection together, you're talking about a fascist or a, or a totalitarian left. O'Reilly comments are part of the introduction of the criminal justice in incitement to violence or hatred and hate offenses, Bill 2022. The legislation that would criminalize incitement to violence or hatred against people with protected characteristics as well as condoning, denying, or grossly trivializing genocide, war crimes, crimes against humanity, or crimes against peace. Limiting free speech has become an article of faith for many on the left. And the author goes on to say, I have written about my distress as someone who grew up in a liberal, politically active Democrat family in Chicago in watching the abandonment of free speech values by the party. Democrat leaders now uniformly call for censorship and speech regulations. 
President Biden even changed, even charged that companies who refused to censor opposing views on social media were killing people. Others have denounced free speech as a white man's obsession. You see how they've done this. This is all. This is what Juneteenth is about right there. Target a class of people, which is targeting white men. Elevate up another class, which are the blacks. Make them re- keep telling them that it's the white people that have caused your problem. They don't pay attention to what's, what's going on in their own life. They look around their world through now a new lens that's been put on their eyes. To see that all the crime, all the violence, all the, the the dilapidated housing that they live in, all the welfare checks that they don't get enough, they don't get them to the end of the month. All those things are now white man's fault. And at the same time, you now have this other rhetoric coming from the left that we're going to have a UBI, universal basic income. And this is going to be a big promise that everything's going to get better because you're going to get free money and you can do whatever you want now. You don't have to worry about work. And the desperation of people has been as huge. And people have been broken down so deeply. If you doubt this, just walk through inner city areas. Remember, I told you I lived in Philadelphia. The, some of the areas there are just unbelievable. The SWAT teams have a reference when they're on movements into houses. And it's called a diaper tree. And I'm using this as a reference to how far people have fallen in their own self-worth. Okay, What are diaper trees? When they come up to one of these townhouses, in Philadelphia, they're row houses. They're very tall, they're narrow, and they have sometimes usually three stories, okay? So the the row houses, as they come in, they're going to do an entry, often will have this legacy. There's trees sitting in, in between one house to the other. And what they call, it's common enough that they have what's called a diaper tree. Well, what it is, is the people living in the upstairs take the diapers, the dirty diapers of their kids and they throw them out the window and they cling onto the trees and on hot summer days and it gets hot in Philly, those diapers melt and guys have to be aware when they come into an entry of a house that they won't have falling poop filled diapers onto their head. I'm not exaggerating about this. This is literally, and when you start to see people living in that level of squalor as normal, you start to realize how successful this campaign of breaking down people is. They've forced people into inner cities. They've taken away their opportunities. They've offered them the great, the, you know, the American dream of getting free money, which is not the American dream. They've brought in drugs. They've broken the cultures. They've waged war against the black culture early on with these like three strike rules, which Joe Biden was part of putting in place. That was what President Trump was trying to reform. And they've broken the black family. They did that very successfully. Then in 2008, they pivoted because they had managed to break the family down far enough that now they were easily manipulatable. And to do that, because black families had also pulled, the ones that had survived, pulled out of the banking system. They didn't want to be, they didn't trust banks, so they kept much of their money in the mattresses. They broke the white man in, and his jobs, exporting jobs, and had the market collapse in 2007 which then led to the whole bank, the too big to fail nonsense of 2008. And then as Obama came into office, three primary groups were focused on to shift the entire cultural focus and to go after the money, always after the money. So who did they go after? White man was now broken. Black families that had pulled back and were literally saving money in mattresses and were primed to be elevated up 
as the victims of this new era, as they were able to point to various scandals in Wall Street and always point to the white person and this and that, which they always got off. But it turned to hatred in society. They went after the black family first. That was Obama. He was the representative symbol that they all worshipped as like the coming of Messiah. And the whole idea was to get the money out of the mattresses and to take what was left of the black family and bury it into debt. And then to accelerate up the material belief and worship within that culture, which was easy to do, and use the rappers and use the gangsters to elevate up the symbolism of cultural materialism as the way to achieve greatness in this culture. It was very successful, massively successful, in fact. The other two groups of people were gay, lesbian, and women. And so we became the big push for women's rights and women's equality, which then took the woman out of the home, and it put the woman into the workplace. The white man was already broken, And the attack on the male in this country was unprecedented. So men tended to pivot back into the shadows. And the women took the lead, which took the mother out of the home and created the with also the intentional disruption of the economy, forced even more families into a two-income necessity as wages declined and families had ruptured, had lost a tremendous amount in their wealth. So now you've pushed the woman forward into the workplace, and now you start talking about equality. One of the great quotes by uh, Stu Peter, not Stu Peters, um, Jordan Peterson, excuse me. Jordan Peterson the other day when he was in a debate, he asked the woman, he says, so if we're going to talk about equality, let's, you know, let's talk about bricklayers. And the woman said, why are we talking about bricklayers? He said, because 92% of the American, of, of bricklayers are men. Shouldn't we be talking about equal equality of having at least 50% of them being women? And it was like the woman's like steering away from me. She's like, I, I don't want anything to do with bricklayers. He goes, why don't you like bricklayers? If you're really going to talk about equality. But see, that's not what they did. They forced women, they encouraged women to step into jobs so they could continue to pare down the men. In, and then as they stripped away the manufacturing jobs and put them overseas, men, white men in particular were left more and more unemployed. So what do you do then? You flood the market with things like, oh, oxycodone, make it cheap and easy so you can create another level of addiction and continue to break down. The same pattern was used on black America, exact pattern, only it was done in the 60s. And so they broke down the family. They broke down the, the American male and they pulled the American woman out of the home. At the same time, elevated up the gay community. And as they elevated up the gay community, which had been pretty much to itself, they had closed-loop economies. By the way, the one thing that was important about women is they were the savers of the home. So by elevating up the status of women, it was now important to draw the women into getting the new mortgage, getting the new car loan, getting the woman wrapped into debt, more debt slavery. So the vulnerable class, the top class of power, they wiped out in 2007. Then they went after the next classes that had money. And then there was the third group, like I said, like I said, the gay and lesbians. Now their practices are, they've always had within their ranks, the gays in particular, they've always been a, at a understanding or at least a, an operational practice that they don't want to call it this, but it's what it is. They have been 
into themselves, they would help young men come out of the closet. That translates to pedophilia, by the way. But they don't see it that way because it's only 14 and 15-year-old kids. So I guess it doesn't make a difference, right? My goodness. So anyway, they gave the gay and lesbian community, they forced it through the Supreme Court and gave them equal rights and gave them the right to adopt. Two big issues here, and I, and I don't remember when the right to adopt passed, but it was, it's all within this. So you've now created a, fam- a new family structure. You've wiped out the traditional family and you've replaced the new family with people that don't reproduce. And in doing so, in the adoption part and now with rights to marry, to get equal rights and all of that stuff, you're elevating up another class of people which do not reproduce, that helps you with your long-term goals of reducing population. And as you reduce population then, and you have a long-term objective towards all of this, of diminishing a population, you're breaking the family, and it set the stages for where we are today because what group came rushing into underneath and now in the open of the gay community? LGBTQ, which translates to groomers and pedophiles. This war has been intense, and they started, their template was with black culture, so you reward black culture with Juneteenth, which is today's day to celebrate your loss and your subjugation by deep state, by the way, and look for something down the road that they'll give some, if you start to see a a date given towards like, we're going to celebrate white America or, or white men, look out, because all that signals is they now see you as defeated. They'll only give you a date a celebratory date when they know that they have defeated you. All right, Patriots, one other thing to be real quick is understand that we are in a real threat time right now. And this threat is very real. It's a, we've got a lot of movement, which we're going to talk about here in just a minute about what's going on in the world. And one of those threats obviously is EMP. Wiping out the power grid is part of what they want to do. So be aware of that and take precautions. One of the best products you can find out there is EMP Shield, empshield.com. You use your Bards code, you're going to get $50 off on each item. And to my knowledge right now, they still have their Memorial Day sale continuing, which is an additional 10% off site-wide. These products are impressive. They're all tested at the highest standards for, for our defense. They are products that they have for your car, for your ATV, for your motorcycle, for your RV, for your, for your home, for your computers and for your generators. And it's necessary, it should be something you should put priority on. If we have some sort of power surge, which is whether it's a solar flare, a lightning strike, or it's some sort of man-made EMP, all of these things cause threats to our electronics. And we are unfortunately highly dependent on these electronic items, including like the brain chips that run your vehicle, everybody has them, or the types of circuitry that run your generators, or the type of circuitry that runs your home, You need to take precautions. And this is one of the cheapest bits of insurance you can have. Check it out. Go to EMPShield, EMPShield.com. Use your parts code, B-A-R-D-S. Get $50 off. You'll get free shipping. And right now, there's a 10% additional site-wide. These are great products. I have them on the ATV. I have them on my vehicle. My dad has it on his. We've got one coming in on the house. and And they are there for a reason. And it's the best insurance you can get with a very affordable cost to ensure that if they do get a little crazy, you're going to continue to function. So again, empshield.com, promo code is BARDS. So as we look around right now, 
and in all this insanity, people are beginning to wake up. And unfortunately, the racial hatred is, is continuing to increase. We're seeing violence increasing in cities. And people are starting to get very uneasy, very uneasy, and rightfully so. And we're seeing the American model being completely dismantled from the inside. Unfortunately, with so much of the emphasis on you know, trust the plan, the Q stuff, there is that combined with general apprehension and fear of getting involved. We have a high level of apathy combined with all of these other things that have happened with the breaking of the family, the breaking of the male, the, the destruction of certain classes of people and the rise of specific classes of violence. It's done intentionally. And unfortunately, black America it, that was being that is being shown on the, the media and is being highlighted by the Democrat Party, the black America that we're seeing is the violent black America. And we also have the roaming pedophiles, which are another reality. So there's a lot of apprehension to getting involved and for, there's a lot of innate fear that they're programming into people. And with this, people are very edgy and on and, and wondering what's going to happen. We are literally witnessing the destruction of America as we know it right now. We are in a tyranny which has the entire part that in, intent of tearing apart every institution that we can trust, using it against us and ultimately leading us into a trap of tyranny. With this right now, you've also heard, or you should have by now, or at least read about a large measure of military movements around the country. And we have obviously war drums rattling from Eastern Europe to the other side of the country on the Pacific Rim with China. These are all happening. You have the Blinken today announced that he was, we are not going to support Taiwanese independence. And I'm going to fill that in in just a second. A lot of things are happening. And military movements are at a peak. So I want to touch on that very quickly as we kind of get into the bigger picture here. There's no question that our country is under siege right now. And we're coming under siege from within. And the worst part of that siege is they are manipulating us to do it to ourselves. And that's the part that is probably most sickening. And unfortunately, there's many people that are so desperate and so poorly educated and so unaware or self or even more so self-consumed on their material wants and needs that they just don't care or don't see it. But the fact is that we are being manipulated to kill ourselves and destroy our own country. They're not doing it for us. We're doing it to ourselves. So there's so many reports going around on massive military movements. And I want to dispel a little bit of this. There is... One major factor that has changed more than ever, and that's the number of people that are now paying attention, finally, to what goes on in our world. Instead of just driving down the freeway, people are looking to the left, they're looking to the right, they're looking up, they're looking down. They're starting to see things that to them are brand new. There's no question that there's an inordinate amount of military movement going on. But you have to look at the details. First of all, this is National Guard annual training period right now. And this happens every year, believe it or not. There's a huge amount of movement of vehicles every year that happens about this time because National Guard forces assemble at major training areas and huge amounts of equipment is moved across the country for them to go to these training places. Training places could be National Training Center, which is down out east of L.A., or it could be somewhere like out in, in eastern Washington, there's training centers there. There's training centers all over the nation. 
And National Guard is being is moving there to these places to do these big annual trainings. And it depends on how they're doing their training cycle. Sometimes the training cycle is based on small unit tactics. This year, perhaps, I don't know, but it, it, depending on their level of their, their, their uh, training cycle point, it could be company, battalion, or even brigade level tactics. So the more that they move to a larger level unit operations, the more equipment you're going to see moved. That's very important to remember. What many people are seeing has been there every single year or on or particular years. It's, it's the same type of thing, depending, like I said, on their training cycle. So it's difficult to identify what's going on. What we can identify is there are a few, there are some anomalies that people should keep their eyes on. There are several blue cities that have seen vehicles in them, which is out of character. Just to dispel that and to clarify that, the military does not do urban training in major cities for a couple of reasons. One is the authorities to make that happen are enormous because you have to go from federal to state to local municipalities. The cost of that, because you have to offset the cost of business, is enormous and loss of business. The threat of damage to a region is high, and the military doesn't want to incur those costs. That's why they have training centers. And the potential to have something spin out of control with the public thinking that it's real, they're not informed, is very real and very high. So if you're seeing vehicles mounting like Philadelphia, Los Angeles, that should be something to pay attention to. And with that said, it's equally important to keep in mind that you have to ask the question of who's moving the equipment, who's giving the orders, and what will the orders be? I say that because when you start to get to blue cities, it's a neat, we have this built-in narrative right now that white hats are in control. I'm going to caution you on using that and just keep your head on a swivel and stay frosty because we don't know who's behind those movements. This could be state governors ready to make a big move to do gun confiscation, for example. And I'm not setting out the words of panic, but I'm giving you the range of things that can happen. We equally could see that this is an anticipation of the Fed now positioning to come in, which could and make likely cause major bank disruptions, which would lead to bank runs and riots. We may be entering into a financial disruption of another fashion tied to the Fed now or tied to the declining dollar, which could disrupt things like the welfare payments and those those cards for that they use for EBT cards that they use for welfare payments, if they get disrupted, you're going to see a whole class of people lose their mind, which by the way, that group of people, many of which are inner city, are also black Americans. So you're going to see high levels of agitation and violence potentially. And we've already seen that happen in big cities with the rating of things. We may be entering into a period of martial law. That the violence in certain cities is deemed to be too high and so far beyond the police that the federal government, even under Biden, would agree towards moving the military in because the whole objective all along has been to federalize the police and by federalizing the police, then bring them under the UN. Be aware that all these things are in play. So there's a little bit of both going on. Pay attention, continue to pay attention to what's going on in our military movements. But all of this in the end of the day is part of a bigger plan that we can't see the whole thing. There's also a massing of vehicles on the Mexican border. But the thing is that none of those vehicles are equipped or kitted out to do any sort of invasion. I don't know what it's about. So there's some optics stuff going on. And when we say optics, what does that mean? 
the one positive thing about all of this that is literally working towards the favor of the American people is that where today, as an example, and a Juneteenth model represents victimization, I am a victim, therefore I need to be rewarded by reparations, that's really what we're celebrating today. And I'm not celebrating it. That's what they want you to celebrate. All of this other nonsense that's going on in the news is causing a very interesting effect within the American, the, the true American patriot. And that is said as a racial neutral statement. Be very clear about that. A racial neutral statement. What is happening is people are going through and have been going through these cycles of peak and valley. Emotional hype followed by something that people don't expect. It's kind of like white hats are in control and then nothing happens. So there's a decline, a bit of a depression. These cycles are really cycles of adrenaline. And what it does to, to a normal population over time is it creates apathy. A peak and a valley constantly going up and down creates an apathetic public that doesn't want to engage and it steps back and the government has an easy way of stepping in and imposing tyranny without any resistance. I do believe that that is part of what we are witnessing in these news cycles and these hypes of things going on and the encouragement of patriots to continue to spin up these big stories and and then these stories fall out. And I think that whether by design or whether by consequence, unfortunately, the Q program contributed a great deal to those types of cycles, especially within the patriot area. One of the best things that's happened right now is you don't hear a lot from President Trump. And I don't mean that negatively. People need to face this stuff without somebody telling them what they're going, what's going on and without somebody fanning the flames. People need to face the truth of what our government is, and President Trump's stepping aside for a variety of reasons is a good thing for America right now. But all that said, what is happening in America is something, the, the patriot America is something very different. They're not getting apathetic. What they are is they're getting more and more distrustful of the government. And in so doing, they're stepping back and they're focusing on the critical things that we should be focusing on, prepping, gardening, getting yourself in a better financial position, getting yourself with a home defense plan, starting to look at your communities as your fallback, getting engaged with local communities like your county commissions, your city councils, your mayor, your school boards. That is what has been happening. And that's a very positive effect. So again, as you know, as God uses evil for good, as evil is trying to wear people out, you're seeing the swing that people on the Patriot side are not getting worn out, but they're getting more activated and focused at the proper level. We can't control this insane government. Now, an article came out today um, from Roger Kimball, and this was in through American Greatness, and it was titled, Tearing Apart the Governing Consensus. And he starts out with a statement, a victory for the administrative state in the war on Donald Trump won't be a victory for the rule of law. And it goes on, we hear a lot about loss of institutional legitimacy these days. One of the great ironies attendant on the law is on that loss is a revolution of sentiment among many, but not by no means at all, people who think of themselves as conservative. Here, heretofore, such people have been staunch supporters of those institutions that traditionally have represented the rule of law, the continuity of our culture, etc. Nowadays, they look with a jaundiced eye upon once respected institutions like the Department of Justice, the FBI, the CIA, and the rest of the national security and surveillance apparatus. 
That's what has happened to a large base of what traditionally has been obedient America, which is conservative America. And it's a good thing. God's literally helping us see with eyes and at the same time tearing down the trust and even so far as blind trust to the point of worship of institutions that should never have been trusted. And what that's leading to is the as they assault President Trump, as they do a lot of these crazy things in the in our society, people are stepping back from trust. And they're stepping deeper into the what is their real purpose. Remember, we are a country built on we the people, not a country that says we are going to be reliant on a president that we we promote. That's just a representative voice for us. We the people are the backbone to everything in this country. And that is what the duty is given to us as we the people to throw off such forms of government when they become a tyranny. That's where we are. Now, it's still quite a step from where we are to where we're going, where we need to go. And people are still very apprehensive to get involved. And this is where the informational piece, the truth piece, the speaking truth to power is so critical. You have to get all in. And it's a time right now to be vocal, to be heard, to spend time with people, to focus on telling truth, and to bring and awaken people. This is not, there has never been a better time right now than to introduce truth into the conversations. And these truths are often hard to de- a- a- approach, but they're definitely positive in the outcome because people are more receptive than ever before. We have literally a, sh- a watershed of truths that are coming out. Everything from vax issues to the economy, the CBDCs, all of this is happening. And we need to be aware of what is going on. The interviews that Robert Kennedy Jr. has been doing on Joe Rogan has been profound. And he's bringing out a ton of truth to people about the vaccines, his interaction with Fochi and other things that is shaking the foundations of a lot of the blind and obedient liberal and and centrist people, the independents that are out there, which is very significant. His popularity is growing immensely right now, which is fantastic because it's a voice of disruption that we very much need. We are seeing other things. There's a new disclosure coming out apparently tomorrow from James O'Keefe, and he's going to be digging into Wall Street and the banking community, which is a big deal. Watch for that. And we have other issues going on such as this, like you said, the current discussion of what's happening in our cities. And I do want to play you this one piece here, which gives you a kind of a level perspective of what we could be witnessing here in the coming weeks. And it's a reminder of the importance it is to prep as we go ahead. Here it is. Good morning, y'all. Guys, I've had a few people ask me this question now. We've all seen the military being dispersed out across the country as far as the tanks, the Humvees, and, and all that stuff. And people speculating on what they think it is. Well, people are saying, oh, we're going to get invaded, or no, it's just an exercise. I've been telling y'all for over a year now that between May and July, something big is going to pop off. Now, this is just my opinion, but what's fixing to happen, our power's fixing to go. They're getting ready to shut the grid down. And these the military has been put in place because, you know, guys, <laughs> let me put it this way. All you people that live in the city, if you got a redneck cousin or, you know, somebody that lives in the country in your family, it's just somewhere you can go out of the city. That's going to be your best bet, because when the lights go out, y'all have not seen 
the chaos that's going to ensue. It's going to be bad. But if you have not prepared, you need to go out. You need to get enough food and water to last you at least two weeks. Now, it may not take that long. It probably won't take any more than three to, three to seven days from what I've been told. But it's always better to have too much than not enough. But this is fixing to happen, guys. And I'm going to tell you people on the East Coast something. I've told y'all this before, too. You better keep your eye on La Palma. Keep watching it. But anyway, y'all stay prayed up. Get prepared. Love you. God bless. Stay prayed up. It's an important part of all of this. Stay focused on what's important. We are in a point right now that a lot something is is going to shake. And we don't know what it is. We don't know the timeline of what it is. We just know that there's a lot of things building. And I've said this all along, and it's important to gain this perspective. Anytime you have a system that is this agitated, there is it is a point where there will hit a breaking point. So that breaking point could be a long and steady degradation to where it finally just falls apart. A breaking point could be like a a frequency on a, in a glass, a crystal glass that all of a sudden hits a vibration and it just explodes. We don't know. What we do know is that there is tremendous change happening before us. The institutions that we've become accustomed to have revealed themselves to be completely distrustful. And with this, we're having to turn back into ourselves and be honest about what we can trust and what we can't. And with that, trying to build better the relationship we have in our communities. The fact is that our world right now is going through immense changes. And a lot of this is centered on financial at the end of the day, because it's through financial is how they actually control us. So one more piece here I want you to hear, and this is just a perspective on the coming CBDC. What do you see happening if and when they get the public to agree to something like that? Well, it's not whether or not they're going to get the public to agree because we've seen in a number of other countries that have forced their population into the CBDCs by demonetizing the money and creating crisis or, or just by giving people free money, you know, they'll spend what you give them. It's whether or not they will allow like their paycheck to automatically go into the CBDCs. Will they... Uh, will they continue to make deposits into that CBDC account? That's the big question mark because we do vote with our pocketbooks or our wallets. That's how we vote. And that's been a big problem for those countries that have already made that attempt to get their population to accept the CBDCs. You know, I can't, I can't answer that. My hope is no. And the public does not seem to want these CBDCs. But do I think they're going to try and cram it down our throats? Yes. And they'll do that through crisis. And there you have it right there. We're heading into some form of a crisis because it's the only way that they can force change. And it's the only thing they know how to do. So the simple thing is to keep your eyes truly first and foremost on your faith, to do what everything you can to continue to prepare to be able to withstand a period of time, 90 days, roughly minimum, and to just keep a level head. Remember that if the crisis hits, it's going to be your neighbor that's going to freak out. Don't be one of those. Just keep a level head through this and breathe. And I don't know what it's going to look like. 
No one does. They don't want you to know. Even the good guys, if we have any, don't want you to know. Keep that in mind. Whatever good looks like in this fight, I have no idea. So this time of change and with all the news that's moving around, there's times if you just stay focused on the principles of our county by county and those seven pillars and you stay focused on those things and you just disconnect some from what's going on in the insanity of the news and all the fear porn, you're not going to be able to change a lot of these big movements. But there has to be some faith that God is moving with us and that big things are happening. The biggest gift that we have received in all of this is we have seen for the first time those out here that are truly in power and how despicably corrupt they are. We, we can see where the pedophiles are. We can see where the embezzlers are. We can see how many people are owned by those of higher up power when there's a lot of them. And we've been able to witness the corruption all the way down from top to bottom. But the big choice that really today is a reminder of is you have a choice, and the choice is simple. You can walk in an era and a mindset of victimhood that you have no control, or you can walk in a, of a, in a presence of being in power and in charge as an authority that God gave us as the sons and daughters of the Most High. That's your choice. I know where I walk, and it's not victimhood. I'll be very clear. And today is just a, a reminder for me to remind myself, and I hope everyone else, that that is not a walk I will ever take. They have suckered in one big culture. I hope they can overcome it because we as Americans need to stand together, not apart by race and not by religion and all this other garbage. We need to be coming together as one body as a melting pot and understand that we have a common enemy. And that common enemy is after one particular thing at the end of the day. They want your kids. And they want them for their pleasure, for their sacrifice, for their blood, and for the shaping of the future. And if people can't understand that, then we have a major problem. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we're blessed to come here tonight, be here and humbled before you. We just thank you for this continued assembly and fellowship and the growth of this fellowship as it continues to share ideas and share strength. And we just have a prayer tonight their blessings continue to protect and to lead this fellowship of Bard's Nation forward. That there continues to be the strength of the warrior heart that awakens, the clarity of sight, the discernment that we're needing in each and every step, and a stability and level focus in these times of stress where upheaval seems to take advantage of people's weakness to send them into a spiral to ultimately lead to hatred, division, and long-term rifts. Father, we also pray for this nation in terms of healing, that we can overcome this racial division that has been artificially imposed upon everyone, as if somehow one class of people is greater than another, and start to see this world through a more level eyes and clarity that we are a part of one body of Christ, to come together and be one in this fight and understand the greatness and power that we have when we do that. Nowhere in that is there an understanding that we are the same, but rather that we are part of a common fight against an enemy that seeks to divide, conquer, and destroy. And that, Father, is our greatest prayer, is that people will awaken to that reality, that the common enemy is after all of us, using each of us to divide and and to fight each other as they sit back and let us do the heavy lifting for the war that they want to do, which is to destroy us as the sons and daughters of the Most High. Guide us and protect us in this time, Father. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen.
So Patriots, be empowered, be focused, keep driving forward with everything you can do to ensure you're more secure at your home, your basic preps. Nothing changes. It's just more of a motivation to keep your head in the game. Don't get distracted. There's a lot of moving parts and all these things keep your keep us busy. But be observant. Keep your head on a swivel. Pay attention to the details around you. Stay focused locally. And above all, be prepared and be ready to adapt. So Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.